Tonight on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, will Aaron Jones owners be crying come Monday when the injury report comes out? It's time for Garbage Time. Welcome in, guys, to Garbage Time Fantasy Football. We have a special Sunday night edition because I've got things to do and Ryan ain't going to be here tomorrow. What's going on tonight, Ryan? Not much, not much. You know, coming off that amazing New England win, so... Oh, yeah, and we'll, happy about we'll get into that, how you guys seem to run through your uh, running backs to actually be productive now. It's a very strange working offense, but it seems to be going to that. You have the beer glass up there with the Pats emblem, which I am really... Really jealous of because I'm wearing my Jets jersey after they got crushed today. What an absolute nightmare. Yeah, the Mike White experience might be over. Yeah, I think the Mike White experience is going to be over. Zach Wilson should be starting that week next week. And if he's not ready, we, we get the Joe Flacco experience. It's back to the Adam Gase era. So, oh boy, am I really excited. <laughs> All right, man. With that, would you like to get into some of the news before we get into that? Yeah, let's jump into it. All right, just give me one second. I got to find you. Here we go. News updates. All right, this is very quick and a very quick update for it. So Aaron Jones goes down holding his knee during the Seattle Green Bay game, which is currently going to be ending very shortly. Should these owners be concerned and be watching that Twitter feed all tomorrow? I, I, I believe they came out and said they think it's an MCL spring. Oh, they better um, hope so. <laughs> further testing, further testing tomorrow. Um, I don't really know how long an MCL sprain takes, but hopefully if it's just a sprain, he'll be back pretty quickly. But if it's something worse than that, then anytime when you're dealing with that knee, you gotta be you gotta be nervous. Should it be anything more than that? Is AJ Dillon going to be an absolute monster for the Green Bay Packers going forward and a top twelve running back? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, just since, um, just since Aaron Jones has gone down, AJ Dillon is now up to twenty six fantasy points in the game. He's at twenty one carries for sixty six yards, two touchdowns, and two receptions for sixty two yards. So. He has maybe, just gone off. Maybe a beast the next few weeks. Obviously, if it's yeah. a sprain, he's not going to be playing through that. Um, and some other better news, too. Baker Mayfield went down with an injury and did not finish that game. Is there anything fantasy relevant for that, considering Baker Mayfield's been nothing more than a QB2 this season? Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone like had him starting in their lineups unless they were like picking a flyer this week, which in that point they, they're going to be disappointed with this week. But – Probably not a ton of fantasy relevance there except for the receivers around them because, nothing, I mean, the offense wasn't accomplishing much with him in, but with him out, there was nothing happening. So Yeah, you'll tell us all about that gloatingly when we get to the uh, Cleveland Patriots game, so you'll be more oh, than I happy to talk will. about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> some other news, too. Uh, Colt McCoy also went down during that Cardinals game and did not return. Um, that Cardinals offense wasn't running very efficiently from what I was seeing, too, and we'll talk about that. I believe that game just ended, too, but uh, us going through all these games, too, we'll get more into that. Um, I mean, going into this next week, their starting quarterback, I believe, will be back. Um, if not, 
it could be ugly for another week. Um, any thoughts on this quarterback injury, or do you think they just need to get their uh, future Hall of Famer, in air quotes, back on the field? Yeah, it just shows that Kyler Murray makes that team go, and that's not one of those he offenses does. where you where you can plug any quarterback in and they can kind of function. Um, it's clearly all around Kyler Murray, and if he's not in, they're not going to win games. Yeah, and I would love to have him back for my fantasy team because I decided that I was going to have to start Matt Ryan today, and in our league, he scored – That's not 85 points, folks. That's (laughs) 0.85 points in fantasy football. Less than a point at the quarterback position. Mike White had a better day than that. Absolutely atrocious. Thanks again, Matt Ryan. You will not be playing again for me if Kyler Meyer is not starting. (laughs) And unfortunately, if your quarterback does that bad, I'm assuming, I didn't watch that game, but I'm assuming there was very little fantasy production out of any Falcons players. Uh, they were all right at the tight end position, but that honestly was about it. And like I said, when we get into this game, these game recasts, we'll talk all about that because I'm a little fucking jaded about that right now. So <laughs> I'd, I'd like to talk about other things to Matt Ryan, but we're going to have to cover that too. And then in a little bit of other news too, uh, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey also went down another injury. Is this very concerning going forward for the rest of the year? Because he just seems to get banged up every single week he plays now. Yeah, I mean, it's super concerning because I don't know if he's finished a full game start to finish without having to leave and go into the medical tent. Maybe he's done like one, but he's been, I mean, he was performing pretty well before that. I think he got up to like 20-something fantasy points, but mm-hmm. if he's getting to the point where he can't even finish games without being taken out, that's that's definitely worrisome for Christian McCaffrey owners, especially where they probably had to take him to get him. Um, I know my one team's been suffering all year because I took Christian McCaffrey at the first pick. It's so strange, too, because even with that injury they had, he was performing well, even though he's been banged up all year. I believe he had 13 carries. It was eight or nine receptions going into this. So that offense runs through him when he's on the field, even with injuries. So I I don't know if he's just going to be playing banged up the rest of the year, if they're going to try to rest him a few more weeks, because currently, as it stands, the Panthers are in the middle of the playoff line, probably at – what are they at five and four after this game now? So they're right in the middle of it. Yep. Five and five. So they're right in the middle of the playoff hunt. hunt. Cam Newton's going to be starting for them at quarterback next week. So it's going to be interesting to see what this new injury is. If he's going to be playing effectively the rest of the year. And can you even trust him for fantasy football? Because the last few years have been horribly disappointing for him because he's just been nothing but banged up. Nothing seizing and ending, but just horrible. If you're a fantasy owner of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're happy this week just because he did put out solid output anyway, despite the injury. But you got to be worried for next week and the weeks to follow. Who's going to be a bigger starter next week? Should both of these starting running backs, Aaron Jones and Christian McCaffrey, be out? A.J. Dillon or Chuba Hubbard? I think A.J. Dillon. Um, Chuba Hubbard, I mean, he did okay when he was filling in for Christian McCaffrey, but I don't think he's nearly as explosive as A.J. Dillon is. All right. Any other news you'd like to talk about before we get to these game recaps, Ryan? No, I think that pretty much covers it for injury news and things of that nature. And sorry, guys, this is this recording is done before the Raiders and Chiefs game, so you are not going to get that. You're going to find that somewhere else. So let's get into these game recaps. <laughs> and boy, is that how... What were you saying? <laughs> you just sympathize with that feeling today, right, Joe? Oh, I can definitely sympathize with that feeling being a Matt Ryan fantasy owner for this week. Please, you know, 
Cardinals, get your starting QB healthy. I need him back really bad. Matt Ryan will not be starting for me no matter what. I'd rather play no quarterback than Matt Ryan next week. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> awful. I can sympathize with that because I'm going to lose in our main league, the winner, winner, winner. I think I've got a 9% chance to win going into this, so it's not looking very good. All right, so let's talk uh, about this. You're at, you're at four now. Oh, I'm at 4%. Solid. <laughs> One of the, I'm going to win in the other two leagues, though, the Dynasty and our <clears throat> Megala Bowl, which we should get to the Megala Bowl playoffs because of that. So that's good news. Good thing I've got a pretty good record in the winner, winner. So – I can deal with a little bit of loss. Uh, some other news I guess we can talk about, too, that we didn't actually really cover. So let's talk about that before we get into these games. There was an ACL tear at Rams camp on Friday, wasn't there? Yes, they sign Odell, and then Robert Woods goes out and tears his <laughs> ACL in practice. That that was fun I mean, to see on because he's also on my team. I loved seeing that Saturday. I, I call that pretty suspect, Odell. I don't know what you did to, to move up a few spots on the depth chart there, but... That's mm. pretty that's pretty crazy and that sucks for Robert Woods owners. Um he was really coming on. Kind of had a slow start to the season, but he was he was picking up. I mean, of course, after I traded him to you for Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, Helped me with a few wins, that's for sure. And but now I'm feeling a lot better about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Odell probably hired someone and they were out there watering the practice field, just making yeah. sure that people are those receivers are hitting slick corners on their routes. So you throw, know throw a banana peel here and there. Yeah, actually, there was a report out on Roto World too. Uh, for I believe they're playing Monday. Yeah, so coming out Monday too. I don't even believe Van Jefferson's going to be in the starting uh, formats either. Uh, there's some other guy who's a seventh round pick playing wide receiver for them. It's going to be in those three three wide receiver formats. So that, that's terrible to hear for Van Jefferson. I hope they, they're wrong because I'm forced to start him tomorrow because he's the only guy on my bench. So I hope that that report is wrong. Um, I'll see if I can get that name a little bit later in the show because it's escaping me. But, yeah, thanks, Rams, for just, you know, ruining my week and potentially ruining my season with that. So, anyway, one of our frequent heckling fandom guys are here, and he has a question or a comment. So Edward Davis says, good evening. Do you guys think the Lions are legitimately this bad or is it actually just part of the NFL's not-so-secret sports entertainment script? Oh, no, I actually believe they're that bad because they only have one player on offense that actually produces. Um, they're definitely tanking, though. Uh, yeah, and if you saw the end of that game, that was so bad by both teams. I don't think you could script that if you tried. Um, that that field goal kick, I I don't even know what that was. <laughs> but that, that was just bad. Um, I do think the Lions are just that bad. They've lost a few games by last second, last minute field goals. Like they would almost probably be 500 if you took out, if you, if some of those went the other way. But uh, yeah, not their season for sure. I agree with that. And I think after Big Ben leaves, Ryan, that Pittsburgh's in for a very painful rebuild too. I think it's going to take a few years should they bring in a rookie. I understand that. You know, they've got some weapons here on offense, but I think it's going to be very painful. If you play that bad with the backup quarterback against the Detroit Lions, who just look absolutely atrocious this year, it's bad. It's a very yeah, bad situation. Rudolph clearly isn't the guy that can, <laughs> that can take over once Ben leaves. Yeah, they very well may be looking for a quarterback in the first round this year. Um, so anyway, let's talk about these games. So let me get this one right off my chest because I do not want to move ahead talking about this the whole time. So let's get the Bills-Jets game right out of the way, okay? <laughs> so 
How, how do you even explain what happened in this game? All right. So Mike White was supposed to be the savior of the Jets in this game. You know, maybe our next Chad Pennington, at least. Uh, absolutely not. Stefan Diggs absolutely torched us in this game. Our secondary looked horrible. 162 yards. Touchdown. We were absolutely dominated from the beginning of this game. Um, what was concerning on the Bills side for fantasy football was the, was the running game, though. Singletary got a touchdown. Matt Breida got involved again, and he was active, which he hasn't been active since week three. And Moss also got a touchdown. So it looks like they're going back to the running back by committee approach. I yeah, don't know they, if that – what were you saying? Yeah, they basically killed the value of all of their running bats. Like, they had a really good rushing day, but they split it up in, in three parts. So it kind of negated the value of all of them. Yeah, that was really concerning on it. I don't know if that was just the ingredient of Stefan Diggs absolutely dominating the, dominating this game and that secondary being so atrocious that they decided to split it up so none of these running backs got hurt or if that's going to be the formula going forward to them too. Also, um, Gabe Davis had a very good game, over 100 yards too. Do you think Gabe yeah. Davis is going to start getting some more uh, playing time in this offense or this is just vindictive of how horrible the Jets are? I don't know. Um so, I didn't watch that game, but I'm seeing it was only off of three receptions. So, I'm guessing one of them had to have been, like, a big chunk play. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, he might be worth – I mean, he's he's had a couple weeks, I think, of decent def decent play. Um, I'm just trying to look really quick. I mean, he's only done gone double digits three times counting this week. So, I would still stay away from him. I, don't uh, I agree, too. I think it's just part of the game script. Yeah, I don't think it's reliable. We have a new person asking a question on here. So LeBron's brain, do us a favor, like this video, subscribe, and join the Heckling fandom, and then we will read this comment out loud. So thank you very much for that. Who should I try to trade CMC for after this week? Because I'm not risking it. So if you were listening yeah. to the show a little bit earlier, too, uh, we were thinking about this, too. Um, Ryan, do you have anyone in mind that he could potentially try to trade for that might be under the radar? I guess it depends on what his running back and wide receiver situations are on his team. Like, where does he have more need at? Um, I would try to either trade him for another RB1 or, I don't know, maybe do you try to package him to get a more reliable running back and wide receiver that might not be running back one levels, but more reliable. I wouldn't hate packaging him away for, like, a Stefan Diggs right now who – hadn't had yeah. such of a good season early on, but he may be on a high note. So uh, if it comes out tomorrow, then maybe. So LeBron Brains also says, I need a running back or a flex preferably. So I would I would go running back and then try, try to package him for a running back and wide receiver. Yeah, so um, definitely a lower end running back one right now. Uh, obviously, you're not going to want to touch Aaron Jones considering he was holding his knee yeah. yesterday. Um, a name you're not, I don't believe you're going to be able to target Austin Eckler either. Uh, it's going to have to be, God, I, don't, I can't even think of a name offhand. You got one, Ryan, that he can maybe target. I'm trying to maybe think. David um, Montgomery, maybe David Montgomery and another wide receiver. Cause he's got, he's coming back yeah. from an injury. I believe he's going to get the majority of the work there in Chicago and you may be able to get him and another wide receiver that can help you in the flex. So, um, someone of that kind of caliber, I think is pretty good for you. So. Maybe give that yeah. a go. I agree. Uh, on to the second part of this game, too. So on the Jets' side, too, this offense was absolutely horrendous. Start any 
offensive player that goes up against him any single week because this defense is nothing but a JV team. Um, the only positives that came out of this was Corey Davis did pretty well in garbage time, five receptions, 93 yards after that horrible 45-yard fumble that he had in the first half that would have kept them in the game. But Michael Carter is starting to really look like an impressive young running back uh, in this backfield. Yeah. 16 carries, four receptions for 43 yards. So the boy's getting a lot of work. Um, Elijah Moore, too, got that got that uh, touchdown from Joe Flacco, I believe, in garbage time there. Um, but Michael Carter, another solid day, 18 points. So you can't you can't complain with that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, LeBron's brain, maybe uh, James Robinson, too, could be another potential option for you. I don't know if you'll be able to get him for Christian McCaffrey, but maybe the owner's stupid enough to do it. So maybe you could try that on the other end, too. So, uh, Ryan, would you like to move on to your team's game, the Browns and Patriots, and give us a laydown of what happened today? Yeah, we'll just take a LeBron's brain's other comment real quick. What do you think of a possible CMC Judy for Kamara and Dids? Oh, I would take that in a heartbeat if you could actually yeah. do that. I yeah. say, like, if they'll if they'll take that, then absolutely. You might um, be able to pull that off too, considering Kamara was out for the week. Um, if someone actually had a little bit less expertise for the week, I would definitely consider it. Let's uh do another question here from the Heckling Phantom. So hard dial down, just like we said, like and subscribe and join the Heckling Phantom. You can also leave voicemails on our website www.garbagetimeff.com where you can scream if our takes are horrible on here and we will play them live on the show so do i trade david montgomery Devonte smith and zach moss for travis kelsey i also have a really strong team in 10 man format mixon chubb aaron jones i know that he just got hurt so i'm worried Diggs, chubb godwin tight end so you would trade away montgomery smith and zach moss for travis kelsey um, I think I would try to get another piece on this side. I, I think it's a good trade for you on the front that you can improve. Uh, I understand Travis Kelsey is underperformed for this, but the Chiefs are really going to start feeling the pressure of trying to make the playoffs. So they're going to get it to their big guy because he's the best weapon they got. So I would strongly consider this, but maybe try to get another piece in there too. You're trading away three players, Devontae Smith, who's starting to come on too. Zach Moss is in a running back by committee, so not so good. But you're going to want another running back trading D-Mon away. I believe he's going to have a decent second half of the season as the Bears try to perform, yeah. too. So, yeah, anyway, back to this Patriots that. and uh, Cleveland game. What happened, Ryan? Uh, I absolutely was loving it the whole game. A um, little bit nervous. First possession, Cleveland ran down and got a touchdown to Austin Hooper. Um, but then that was it. Uh, kept Baker Mayfield in check until he got injured, only 73 yards with a touchdown. Really, there was no shining stars from the Browns' offense except Dearness Johnson had a day. Um, 99 rushing yards, another 58 yards off of seven receptions. So very strong day from Dearness Johnson. So anybody that picked him up when they heard the, the injury news to Chubb, they were definitely – that was definitely a smart move. Even if the Patriots, uh, I just want to ask you a question before we move on to the Patriots too. Even if Chubb comes back healthy now too, has Dearness Johnson earned himself a bigger role in this offense? And is it going to be playable for fantasy if Chubb even comes back healthy? I feel like I want to say no. Cause like, I feel like in, when Chubb was back, they weren't really using Dearness Johnson a ton. Yeah. We'll just have to see if that pattern continues too. So anyway, back on to New England. So Patriots, I mean, I'm sure no one was starting Mac Jones. That's not likely, <laughs> but had 
had a very productive day, 198 yards, but which isn't great, but the three touchdowns definitely would put you put you over the hump. Um, even Brian Hoyer, Hoyer performed better than uh, Matt Ryan, going for 85 yards in a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely horrendous. But, Thanks for that. But the the real the real story coming out of this game, fantasy wise, is going to be Ramon J. Stevenson. As everyone knows, uh, Harris was out with concussion. Stevenson had, you knew it was going to be one of the New England running bats, but no one knew who. But Stevenson, 100 yards rushing with two touchdowns and another four receptions for 14 yards off of that. Um, so that's, and I think he went for like 36 fantasy points. Uh, so biggest takeaway there. And then probably another big news out of the day, Jacoby Myers finally gets his touchdown in garbage time from Brian Hoyer. Biggest news finally. of the day. What are you talking about, biggest news of the day? What the hell happened with Kendrick Bourne? He blew up. I was going to get to that next. Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> but I was really excited for Jacoby. All right? 1,500 yards. Dude still hadn't caught a touchdown. Insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Kendrick Bourne, four receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown. Jacoby got a touchdown. And then I think one of the people that I mentioned last week that's really coming on, like I said, is Hunter Henry. Uh, seven touchdowns in seven games. Didn't have a big yardage day, but did get two touchdowns in the red zone. He's definitely going to be a, a possible top 12, top 10 tight end for the rest of the season, I think. Yeah, no, they're definitely creating um, some chemistry there. Do you think Mac Jones is going to be viable for fantasy going forward, or do you think these three touchdowns are not going to be the norm for this offense? I don't – yeah, I don't think it will be the norm. I think Cleveland was playing so bad that we just had that much extra time on offense. <laughs> um, it was a I mean, bad game by him just all around. I mean, he's had two games where he went over 25 points. That was today and then against the Jets. Uh, so I'd say not really fantasy relevant unless he's in Dynasty. Like, I think he is a, a, a amazing pick in Dynasty. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as typical, I, would, I wouldn't go pick him up if you're in a redraft league. All right. Any other thoughts on this game, Ryan, or should we move on to the Saints and Titans? Um, nope. The thoughts on this one, we can go right to the Saints and Titans. All right. So what I took away from the Saints and Titans game is Mark Ingram is perfectly capable of covering should Alvin Kamara miss games. And I think he's a good handcuff for you. Should he miss more games too? Absolutely. And I would hang I would hang on to him because he got the rushing work, the passing work, and he does not look like the running back that was in that Texans backfield. Simeon was also productive in this offense. Two touchdowns, 298 yards. Uh I understand the Saints loss. Harris played well. He got three uh catches for 98 yards against a sketchy secondary. So he's someone that you can play in the flex if there's bad secondaries going forward too. Um, unfortunately, the Titans rushing game was highly ineffective because they had a running back by committee. Might have been effective for him in the game, but for fantasy football, that is not what we want to see. Foreman led the backfield. Where he did have a saving grace was he got some receiving work. And who in the world is Marcus Johnson leading the Titans with over 100 yards? I was just about to ask that. Like, what? where did he come from? I, I don't even know if I've heard that name before, and I'm going to have to do some more research into that. So, heckling fandom, people listening, if you'd like to tell us more about Johnson, too, because we do everything collaboratively here, leave it in the comments, and we'd love to hear about it because I don't know a damn thing about him. And where did Brown go in this game? I, I heard nothing about him. Yeah, I think he had, like, one reception for seven yards, and that was <laughs> it. Like, 
And if you're an AJ Brown owner, that I mean, you definitely start him. So that's probably killer. If Dude, I, if I played out, him in DFS and he killed me. If you went out and bid a lot to get Jeremy Nichols when Henry went out, you're <laughs> bumming because he had four carries for only seven yards, averaging a whopping 1.8 yards per carry. You brought an um, AP, you're bumming. <laughs> yeah, brought an AP. Yeah, you just. And I don't know anyone that was banking on Dante Foreman because that wasn't even on my radar. Uh, is it? Is this guy in this running back by committee? Is he going to be a high waiver priority this week? I say no because like not mine anyway. No, even and their running game was not good. Their rushing game, um, and I misspoke actually. AJ Brown had one reception for sixteen yards. He had one rush for seven. Um, absolutely horrendous considering this was such a sketch this was the game script for him the offense should have run for him yeah and the rushing was not good at all Um, it just shows how good Derrick Henry is Um, a single player didn't average over three yards per carry Um, so that it just shows how skilled Derrick Henry is boy are they going to want him back for playoffs if anyone can come back from that horrible injury it can be him we will see if that happens all right, so let's talk about this awful game script and then move on very quickly from it. The tie that was the Lions and Steelers. What a goddamn awful game. Only positive for the Lions was DeAndre Swift. Let me just say this about the running backs before I get to Swift here. There were so many bell cows this week that had well over 20 carries this week. DeAndre Swift, 33 carries because he is the entire Lions offense for 130 yards. That is a Horrible average, too, just showing you how bad his offensive line is, too. I mean, the Lions wide receivers were horrible. Goff played terrible. On the other side, Najee Harris got a ton of work because, obviously, they did not have the quarterback in their future on the other side, too. 26 carries, 105 yards. Also had four receptions for 66 yards. The only wide receiver in this game that had a halfway decent game was Deontay Johnson, seven receptions for 83. Who also had a fumble that kind of took him out of winning the game so i mean that doesn't affect <laughs> fantasy a ton but not a good look uh for your team but yeah that was it i mean you had Najee, deontay johnson and then deandre swift are probably the only three people um i don't know what the heck is going on with tight ends this week uh hawkinson put up a goose egg yeah uh, he was he was leading the team in receptions up uh, and then today absolutely nothing um Gisaki in another lead put out a goose egg on me. So you're yep. having these guys at these top tight ends that just did nothing in these games. So, and I'm shocked that the Lions didn't make more effort to get Hawkinson involved. Um, so I don't know what was going on there, but their passing game struggled for sure. Yeah, you know who's been consistent at tight end though, and he always seems to be on waivers the last few weeks is uh, Dan Arnold for the Jaguars though too. He yeah. was their he was their top receiver again this week. Um, I understand Agnew yep. had the. Uh, He's really a gadget player, but had the uh, nice stats for him this week. But Dan Arnold's been a consistent tight end that uh, back people that need tight ends at the back end of your leagues should be looking at currently because he's a big part of that Jaguars offense. Um, yep. and, but just back to this Lions and Steelers game script, there was a real bad game script for fantasy besides those three or four players. It was just bad all around. And with that, we're going to throw this right in the trash, just like garbage time fantasy football should and move right on. Okay. Yep. All right, so we already mentioned a Jags player, so let's talk about the Colts and Jaguars, shall we? So, uh, so let me just say something about one of our other podcasters, JJ, on this show. 
in DFS and DraftKings, how the hell he started? He knew to start uh, Jamal Agnew at the wide receiver position this week is unreal to me. I, he just he's a fortune teller. I actually have no idea how he knew to start him this week, but Jamal Agnew, he's a gadget player on three. He had three carries, 79 yards and a touchdown, got involved in the re, in the reception game a little bit. Um, Robinson coming back, looked all right. Uh, 12 carries, 57 yards, four receptions, 27 yards. So he runs with that offense pretty well too. Um, like we talked about, Dan Arnold is looking pretty consistent too. Five receptions, 67 yards. So Brian, do you have any thoughts on these Jags players going forward? JJ's just so annoying. Like, he just <laughs> finds these people. Like, it's not even fair. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, James Robinson, he's he's always going to be solid. Agnew, I would say that's a flash in the pan. I wouldn't put too much stock in that. But Just listen to JJ like, plan if you're going to start him. He'll tell you when yeah, you got to start he, him. He'll tell you if you should or not. And then Dan Arnold, like we said, um, he's been consistent the past couple weeks for for fantasy tight ends. If you're someone that's hurting at the tight end position, he's definitely worth a look. Um, over on the Colts side of the ball, Carson Wentz was awful. He was. Uh, 180 yards and that's it. So <laughs> like seven points. Jonathan Taylor, though, had an amazing game. 21 carries for 116 yards and one touchdown. Just going back uh, to that formula, like I've said this week, it was a bell cow kind of running back week where yep. there was a ton of carries going to guys. I don't know if that's because the weather's starting to change in this year and people are just thinking they're going to need to run the ball more or if that was just the flavor of the week. I have no idea. And then um, also, and I hate myself because I turned <laughs> down a trade for this player, Michael Pittman, he's, he's still – Five receptions for 71 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, but, I mean, is he pushing? Like, I, I mean, he's a pretty solid wide, wide receiver two, possible low-end wide receiver one at this point, don't you think? I honestly think he's going to be pushing wide receiver one by the end of the year, yeah. dude. And we're going to be looking – people are going to be looking to pick him in the third or fourth round in upcoming drafts. But J.J. predicted that he was going to have a second uh, half breakout, and I think that's coming forward because look at how bad Carson yeah. Wentz played in this game. It was awful, and Pittman still produced. So I think you've got a very good outlook for Pittman going forward, minus some weird injury, which we've had some bad injury weeks the last few weeks. So good luck, Pittman, and stay healthy because the outlook for you is absolutely fantastic. LeBron Brain says he is a wide receiver number one, and going right. forward, we agree with you. I'm sold. He's a wide receiver one. Um, <laughs> one more thing. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm an idiot, and I kept mentioning T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he's useless. Don't pick him up. <laughs> I'm done. And that was just a huge fail. So, yeah. All right. So let's move on to a game that might have excited you a little bit more. And also, JJ started this guy in DFS, a certain Washington football team starting QB, Taylor Heineke. He saw the outlook of the playoff game last year and thought, hey, why not start him again, too? And it worked out pretty well for him. So let me That's ask so you, Ryan, stupid. what the fuck happened to Tom Brady today? I don't. First of all, it's so annoying because, like, you would think the Tampa Bay defense, which is a solid defense, going up against the Washington football team with Taylor Heineke would perform pretty well. But, no, somehow J.J. knows. and he. <laughs> but, anyway, yeah, Tom Brady, two interceptions in the first quarter. Uh, not good. Um, he did bounce back after that, especially after the first half. Um, ended up going for 220 yards, two touchdowns. But they just kind of found themselves in too deep of a hole and couldn't get out. 
Uh, Mike Evans still had a great day, 62 yards off of only two receptions and a touchdown. Chris Godwin got a very large amount of receptions at seven for 57 yards. And then Fournette was very involved as well, doing eight receptions for 45 yards and 47 yards rushing. So despite the terrible performance by Tom Brady in that beginning, they still had some very relevant fantasy players. Yeah, Leonard Fournette looked very good, and he looks to be the centerpiece of that running backfield, which is kind of strange considering how the head coach likes to run that team, which was running back by committee up until that point. So that is definitely an interesting thought. So we have some comments moving down here too. So let's get a few of them. Let's go to LeBron Brains' comment up here. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that one. So week six, I traded Julio Chubb, Taylor, and Gibson for McCaffrey and Pittman. Thoughts on this trade looking back at it? Julio Chubb and Taylor for Gibson, McCaffrey, and C and Pittman. Well, um, Gibson looked so okay today, so maybe you got something there. Yeah, he might have healed up from that shin injury finally. Um, I think C.D. Lamb got hurt today too. Uh, that's something to evaluate. He did have a pretty good game, so hopefully not. Pittman looks good going forward, so you're good on that part too. Yeah. Chubb doesn't have a long-term injury, so a little bit questionable I mean, but, there. And Julio just went on IR, so – yeah. I don't think that was terrible. And which Taylor did he trade? Because oh, he mentioned yeah. Taylor too. Jonathan Taylor? Because if you traded Jonathan Taylor and got McCaffrey, that's that that's bad. But uh that hurts. Um I mean with the injuries on McCaffrey, C D and Pitt, Pittman's a good part, but I mean if C D and McCaffrey hurt, this one could hurt you because Chubb will be coming back and Jonathan Taylor just look fantastic. So hopefully it's not yeah. the case. All right, let's get to Everett's comment really too before we get this game next game too. So Ever Davis says Brady didn't have A B and still barely looked towards Mike Evans. Get the ball to your playmakers, old man. He will. It'll be Antonio Brown next week, which will really help my fantasy roster. So Edwards, I hope you yeah. have Antonio Brown because I think he's gonna get the majority of the work. And then LeBron's, I don't think C D got hurt. I think they benched their starters. That's very likely because they were dominating that game. Um, so that can definitely be the case. With that, let's I get into that game then. Yeah, let's jump right into that one. Um, yeah, so from start <laughs> to end, the Cowboys absolutely dominated this game. Like I said, Matt Ryan, thanks for putting up less than a fantasy point for me. I didn't need you to do anything fancy for me this week. Just <laughs> not get one point. So thanks again for that. Um, as you were saying, too, this whole offense, Cordell Patterson, the wide receiving core for the Falcons – looked absolutely horrendous in a game formula where it should have been good stats for fantasy football this week. The only one that looked somewhat effective was Kyle Pitts with four receptions and 60 yards. What are your thoughts on this Falcons offense going forward and what the hell happened? Yeah, it's just been really bad. I mean, even Cordell Patterson, who has been a freak this season, was was held in check. Um, I mean, the Cowboys defense is definitely underrated. I think they're way better than what people give them credit for. So it, it might be a it might be a kind of flute situation, but I think the only player you're really starting, the only two would be Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts on this team. I'm definitely not starting Matt Ryan again, that's for sure. Holy shit was that bad. Um and I mean even, even Tajay Sharp did yeah, nothing. The impressive Tajay Sharp, right? And the impressive Russell Gage, who we were talking about, was potentially nothing. a decent flex this week, zero yards. Absolutely yeah, horrendous. So. But uh, on the other side, though, much better in a very interesting offense. It's got so many weapons and is so talented. Prescott, 
286 yards, two TDs, and both of those TDs went to C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is really starting to come into his own and is pushing that wide receiver one range too. Who do you think is going to have a more productive season going forward? Is it going to be C.D. Lamb or Pittman? Ooh. Um, I want to lean towards C.D. Lamb just because the Dallas offense is, I feel like, a lot better than the Colts offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, C.D. Lamb definitely has more competition there, but I think... I think I'll say C.D. Lamb. LeBron's brain also points out that Dak got in for a rushing tr- touchdown. That is also sure, and he says C.D. for sure. Uh, so uh, interestingly, too, in this Cowboys backfield, um, it was a split backfield. Uh, Pollard got 11 carries, also passing work, which made him productive. But Zeke's day was saved by two touchdowns and 41 yards. So this goes back, I think, to the narrative that is should we be concerned that Ezekiel Elliott is getting split work with Pollard? And I don't think so because we've been seeing this formula for the majority of the season and Elliott's been pretty productive, even with Pollard getting a lot of work and Pollard's been a pretty good flex some of these weeks. Yeah. I think the Cowboys are one of the few teams where they do the two quarter, the two running bats and both of them are productive. Um, it usually, once you get into that kind of split batch, it doesn't work out, but I think it does work for this team. All right, we have another uh, comment or question here. Ray Gamer, like we've said to everyone else that goes in these comments, join the Heckley fandom, like the video below, and subscribe to the show. And when we tell you that we're wrong, when you tell us that we're wrong on what we comment, scream at us at www.garbagetimeff.com where you can leave voicemails and we'll play them live on the show. We hold, we hold ourselves to accountability on this show, and we are more than willing to eat our crow. So Ray Gamer says, my opponent has Stafford and Odell left. I have Daniel Carson tonight and Van Jefferson tomorrow and standing scoring 84, 88.54 to 76.60. Do I still have a chance? Uh, No, you do not have a chance. You're going to lose that game. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Ray. Um, So there was a report out earlier that Van Jefferson's not even going to be in starting sets tomorrow. Um, I saw that report on Roto World. I don't remember who. I believe it was their seventh round rookie that's going to be in the three wide receiver sets. And that came out of a Fox report. I don't remember the guy's name, but that's something you're going to want to look into. So maybe change out Van Jefferson for that seventh round rookie if you want any miracle of a shot to actually do that. But Daniel Carlson, a kicker, and Van Jefferson, I feel like you're screwed because Stafford, I think, is going to have a good game. I don't know if Odell will have a good game, but Stafford is just going to do what he does and throw it to Cooper Cup a million times. And that may bury you. And Ray Gamer says Keenan Allen. <laughs> Gades Allen put Darius Johnson and Colts defense to good. Just yeah, that Kasaki Dusek hurts. That's that sucks. Anytime you get a player that puts up absolutely zero points, that's just killer. And it's tough to bounce back from that. Yeah, so good luck to you and may the odds ever be in your favor, but I'm not feeling very optimistic for you. <laughs> if you win, come back and tell Joe and shove it in his face. Yeah, seriously, you know, do the voicemails or leave the comments here because we hold to accountabilities, and I've eaten my crow many times on this podcast this year. Not been a very good uh, year for me on comments. My record's pretty good in our league, but uh, as for outlooks for players, not so good. Not good on picks this year for games. Just shitty all around for you. Ray Gamer also says he sat Collins today for Jefferson, so yeah, ouch. You know, you can't win them every single week, Ray. So with that thought, uh, I think we needed to get into a little bit more with the Falcons and Cowboys, and then we skipped the second half of that Washington offense, so we'll talk about them too. Uh, 
one other comment I wanted to say about the Cowboys is there's a lot of mouths to feed in this offense, and there was a lot of wide receivers that got somewhere between 50 to 70 yards. So they were spreading the ball around a lot too. So you may see some inconsistent weeks from Amari Cooper now that other receivers have come back too. So just notice that yeah. going forward too. Um, and Pollard yeah. isn't going to produce every single week, but you know, look at the matchups and he may be effective certain weeks. Yeah, Gallup coming back definitely adds another piece to that offense. So I like because he's gonna get some some work as well. Got 42 yards today. Um, but your dependable guys are still the typical ones. So yeah, Ray Gamer's got one more comment here too. He says, if Carlson gets more than 10 points, do you think there's still a shot? No, I, I still don't think you have a shot. I, I yeah, I, I mean he has a he has Matt Stafford left who's throwing to Odell. Just, and throwing to Van Jefferson, so yeah, you're you're in trouble. I think. I yeah, I, I pray that there's some statistical formula for you to win, but I'm not optimistic for your chances, man. Um, you know, come back with waivers and see what you can do because apparently you're going to be able to drop Van Jefferson after Tuesday because apparently he's not going to be part of the Rams' offense, according to some reports out of Fox. So which is let's, let, let, let's hope that Fox report is wrong and he plays well because he's in my lineup too because I don't have a damn choice. So. It is bonkers. What were you saying about that, though, Ren? That they're bunching Van Jefferson. Like, I don't, I don't understand. No, why. he's he's talented. Stretches the field, and you drafted him, so mm-hmm. use the kid. Um, yeah. so I want to go back to that uh, Washington football game too. There was some more comments that I didn't make too. We didn't really talk about Antonio Gibson that much, and he is a highlight of this video too. Uh, twenty-four carries on sixty-four yards, two touchdowns. Is Antonio Gibson back, and is he healed up? I don't know, because, like, 64 yards, two touchdowns. He did get 24 carries, but I think a mm. lot of those came in, like, like off of one drive, I think he had, like, hold on. Let me just, I just want to see something really quick. Yeah, um, he got nine carries off of one, one drive mm-hmm. towards the end of the game there. Um. It's good to see him back. I didn't start him. He's sitting on my bench, which is frustrating, but he's just so unreliable. Um, so I think it might be a wait and see. I think it's either a wait and see or a sell high, depending on um, who your running bats are. Okay, and then two more questions. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver two at this point, I'm assuming? Um, yeah, and I think he went out with an injury today, didn't he? I am not sure about that. So that is something else we would have to look into, too. Uh, the comments have been great tonight, so maybe they've got something on it that we can spread to the people that listen to the show, too. And then one more question, too. Is Heineke a decent flex option going forward for people? <laughs> it's better than Matt Ryan, that's for sure. <laughs> I know. Um, Holy shit, I'm so pissed about that. I'm, I'm still going to say I'm still going to say no, because they barely won the game off of two turnovers. <laughs> He only got he only got one touchdown, so he probably didn't even have that many fantasy points still. Um, so I'm gonna say no. All right, sorry. With that thought, let's move on to the afternoon games now too. So let's talk about this very strange one with the Panthers and Cardinals too. Obviously, we are getting a preview of Cam Newton coming back because they got he was signed this week and got in on a few plays, a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown. He's obviously going to start next week. Is he a top priority if you need a quarterback on waivers this week? Uh, I would say yeah, just because just like when he was with the Patriots last season, he he was viable in fantasy strictly because of his 
rushing touchdown ability in the red zone. I mean, you saw him steal the rushing touchdown from Christian McCaffrey there at the start in early on in the game. Um, and he's always going to have that threat. So I definitely think he's viable for fantasy. Yeah. And uh, Robbie Anderson got a little bit more involved in this game. Any interest in him? Because I sure <laughs> shit don't have any interest in him going forward. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> and uh, do you think there's any chance with Newton starting this week that uh, DJ Moore could lose some production? Or do you think he's going to be just as productive as he's been? Uh, I think it hurts the production for all their receivers. Um, just like when he was at New England, it kind of hurt the receiving group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be definitely more of a, a run RPO kind of offense. And with Newton coming back, does it downgrade? Well, Christian McCaffrey, should this injury not be bad or Chuba Hubbard because he's a touchdown hog? No, I think – let's say Christian McCaffrey comes back. I think he'll still be solid. I mean, yeah, he's going to have a few things stolen from him in the red zone <laughs> with Ken Newton there. Yep. Um, but I think Christian McCaffrey will still be solid, and I think a lot of the times that Cam Newton would pass, it could very likely go to Christian McCaffrey. So, Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And on the other side of this game, though, too, my God, do the Cardinals need Kyler Murray back? Yes. So Colt McCoy was highly ineffective in this game. I don't know if it was just a bad game plan going into that or if the Panthers have an underrated defense, which I think is true. James Conner, horrible in this game too. Um, Honestly, it just wasn't a good game script for them. Yeah, really, James Conner had the touchdown that kind of saved his day a little bit. Mm -hmm. But other than that, Christian Kirk, and that's only, I mean, 58 yards isn't that great, but off of seven receptions helps in PPR. Yeah, with their, with their starting wide receiver out, he's obviously the lead dog there. Yeah. Um, so he yep. separates himself from the committee there. I think that'll be interesting to see how well he keeps producing when Kyler Murray ends up coming back. Does he become a true number two wide receiver in this offense? Or do they go back to the committee where A.J. Green and Rondell Moore start getting involved again? Because I believe after this week, you will comfortably see Kyler coming in right before the bye. I, I think there's no I doubt think- he's going to play this next week. Yeah, and I think what you said is probably more like I think when Kyler Murray comes back, it's, you're probably going to see the ball spread around more again. Is uh, that a better outlook for this running game going forward and James Conner? I don't think so. Like, I don't. <laughs> you just don't feel very good about it. He's just going to throw the ball around the field and run it himself. Yeah, like I don't. I don't love James Conner. You need Renfro to score 11 more points than Mahomes does. Um, I guess it depends on what Mahomes you get this week. <laughs> uh, so I need Renfro to score 11 more points than Mahomes does. Uh, I think Renfro could have a very productive this week, but it, if it's a typical format, you're probably not going to win. Uh, I, I imagine your game's kind of close here. It's just it's hard when you got the receiver going up against the quarterback here because the quarterback touches the ball every single week. And the receiver, yeah. while I think Hunter Renfro is a PPR monster going forward for the season, I don't think you want the shootout tonight. If you need Renfro to score a lot, you probably want Patrick Holmes to look like shit, and you want the Raiders to be, have a nice balance offense. If it gets to a shootout, you're probably screwed. Yeah, um, the lowest <laughs> the lowest that Patrick Mahomes has scored in a game that he's played the whole game has been 14 points. So even if he did his worst tonight at 14 points, that would mean you would need Rumfro to do 25 points. Um, I just don't think it's likely. Zylance, that's nice. And also like this video below and subscribe to the Heckling Fandom. Um, you know, 
we we love anyone that we can talk to on the show, and we will always answer your questions on this show. Also, you can leave voicemails at www.garbagetimeff.com, where you can scream at us when we were wrong on any comments you made. Your running back scored 0.1 points. I didn't know Matt Ryan could play running back, too, so that's really disappointing. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, Ryan, did you have any other thoughts on this uh, Panthers and Cardinals game? Uh, Chuba Hubbard nope. or anyone else? Nope. All right, so what game would you like to talk about next? We have three left, Vikings and Chargers or Eagles and Broncos? You know, let's go to that Eagles and Broncos game just because I remember you talking about how this the Broncos were going to get this. Their oh, defense was going to kill the Eagles, and Jalen Hurts sucks, which, I mean, he did only throw for 170 yards. So He got rushing that. work, though. Sue Ellis says, I'm dropping Knox. Uh so I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I understand he wasn't in the game for him, but he was also injured this week, so I would not drop Knox. And nice to see you on a Sunday night. It's always nice to talk to you. He says, I have Cup and Stafford laying, laying two tomorrow. Playing tomorrow. Oh, wow. playing tomorrow. Late. Yeah, well, there's a, we need a P there, but that's okay. You're good. I can't, I can't talk anyway, so it's totally cool. Can't spell either. So, yeah, you, you should be in pretty good shape with those two playing tomorrow. But uh, I wouldn't drop Knox yet. I think he's coming off an injury. He just needs another week this season. Um, he'll have better matchups, too. Um, Stephen Diggs was just absolutely dominating in that game. There'll be weeks where Knox well, gets plenty of work. That that That's the thing. When you have Stephon Diggs, who the Jets had clearly just decided they weren't going to cover, um, it's it's hard to throw it to anybody else. Yeah, it's, it's hard when your head coach and defensive coordinator decide they're not going to throw two people on Stephon Diggs, and they're just going to let you absolutely dominate you in that mm -hmm. game. Anyway, what were you saying about Jalen Hurts? Um, I was just talking about how you said he sucks and the Broncos defense was going to stomp them, which mm, didn't look Jalen like Hurts, he didn't do that well. He only had 16 completions for 170 yards, but um, I don't know what the score when I see it. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Depends on what app you use, I guess. Yeah, and your scoring format probably lists. We yeah. shall see, Sua. Uh, yeah, Devontae Smith had a great game, too. Two touchdowns. Is he emerging for the Eagles wide receiving court? I say absolutely. Um, and as a running back, as a uh, rookie, I mean, not running back, rookie, um, he's definitely coming to his own. You can't expect him just to be going in and killing it, but definitely a solid pick, especially if you took him in Dynasty. You're, you're liking what you're seeing. And who is... Albert Akubume, Broncos leading wide receiver for the week. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I've never, <laughs> I've, I've, I've never heard of him, and I believe he was the leading receiver for them by the end of the game. We were recording this right as they were ending, but I believe he ended up being the starting wide receiver for yeah, them. Three, three receptions for 77 yards. Um, Noah Fant, finally. Uh, he's been struggling a little bit out with COVID last week. Five receptions for 59 yep. yards. Not a terrible day. Um, that backfield Melvin was split again. <laughs> well, yeah, well, and that's the annoying thing is Melvin Gordon just killed Javante Williams fantasy production again, and it just made some. It makes neither one of them not good. I think the one thing I want to talk about with the Broncos, I know we touched on it a little bit. Um, now that Jerry Judy is back, it almost seems like Cortland Sutton is isn't even startable. He's kind of more of a like I don't even think he's worth a bent, a flat spot at this point. Only really? two receptions today for twenty nine yards. Jerry Judy six receptions for forty eight yards. Kind of seems like Judy might just be taking everything that typically would have gone to Cortland Sutton. What do you think? I would sell 
Cortland Sutton on the name currently. He performed well earlier this season. He might have some stock right now. I think I would look to trade him before your trade deadlines are up in your league too. So I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, this this backfield is very concerning to me. Um, I kind of started to think Javante Williams would start emerging in this backfield and Melvin Gordon would start taking a back seat in this backfield, but it's 100% split. It was nice to see Noah Fant perform again, as you said. Um, people were talking about him being a viable start this week. Defenses that typically are bad against the tight end give up points to the tight end, so he played very well. Um, the running game for the Eagles, not good. Split backfield. Um, Jalen Hurts did what Jalen Hurts did, and that was productive in that field. And here I am eating crow because I said start the Denver Broncos defense, <laughs> and Hurts made them look like absolute clowns. So do not listen to me next week on starting defense and who you should pick off of waivers. I obviously don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So with that, Ryan, let's talk about the we'll leave the Vikings and Chargers for last. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. Absolute cold shit fest, defensive struggle. Oh my god. Ineffective and horrible for fantasy. I mean, Everett got some receptions for the Seahawks, but they were highly that's, ineffective. That's Ugh. it. I mean, that's the only thing you could point to from that game on the Seahawks side. I mean, Russell Wilson. Did he even go for positive points if he had 160 yards with two interceptions? It was just a horrible performance for him all around. Um, on the other side of this, too, Devontae Adams did Devontae Adams things, got a lot of receptions, too. It wasn't as high as you would typically want from him, but this was a cold-weather game, too, so the receivers weren't nearly as involved, too. And as we said, Aaron Jones went down in this game, and that is very concerning for for owners because I saw him holding his knee and typically when it's a knee, it's MCL, ACL area. They're saying it potentially could be sprain, but that could be three to five weeks, which is right around playoff time. So get ready to play A.J. Dillon if you got him back there, and hopefully you have him yeah. because he could be a beast going forward and get you into a playoff run. That, that yeah, injury just did not look good to me. If you're an A.J. Dillon owner, you're pumped right now um, just to see <laughs> what happens because um, it could definitely steal a season for you. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, did okay, 290 yards uh, with mm -hmm. one interception. Um, and then really, Devontae Adams is the main receiver. A.J. Dillon had the two big plays, but everything else went to Devontae Adams. Yeah, and going forward, as we said, A.J. Dillon is a great option going forward. So is Russell Wilson going to be okay going forward? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Weird game back. Um, off of injuring his thumb. I think he'll bounce back. Uh, I am just now realizing, though, that the <laughs> Seahawks are three and six. Like, holy shit. Boy, do I love that for the Jets draft pick because, boy, do we need good players. So keep yeah. on losing, Seahawks. I am a big fan of that. And, boy, is that Jamal Adams trade working out for us because we need all good. the help. We need all the help we can get. And that includes the safety position because both of our starters have gone down for the year. Jamal uh, another, Adams actually had an got, interception today. That's right. Linebackers get interceptions once in a while. It's pretty <laughs> incredible how that happens. Yeah, so not very fantasy relevant, but still like to poke fun at Jamal Adams because he's not on the team anymore. And I've got nothing else to talk about as a Jets fan, so there is that. And here's our local Lions fan. He says 42 points by just 44. Brady, Jack, Jimmy, Johns, Cooper, how do I trade for? Can I win? It's a glitch. Read comments or I unsubscribe. Well, I just read your comments, so you don't have to unsubscribe. Uh, 
you got to talk to your commissioner if that is a glitch. <laughs> you definitely have to talk to your commissioner. 42 points, but I just – Brady Jack, there's a – how do I trade for? Can I win? There's a lot to uncover there. you have any thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's saying. Edward, while we're on that last game, why don't you reformulate that question and we'll try to get back to you on that, okay? Dumb it down for me. I'm struggling. Yeah, you're, you're way too much shit to go on there. Uh, if not, and you do honestly answer the question, leave the voicemail on the website and we'll email you back or leave the comment under the video and I'd be more than happy to comment back on what you need. Um, if we can't do a live on the show, and we can actually break it down a little bit more for you. So you can also leave the questions in the comments below if you're watching this not live. We'll answer you right back on that too. So last game we're going to get into, Ryan, Vikings and Chargers. Delvin Cook, absolutely essential in this game. Justin Jefferson, over 100 yards. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, so they Justin Jefferson, he had been kind of on a skid for a little bit. Um, ooh, we got a last-minute thing. Drake or Jefferson at Fletz? Van Jefferson or Kenyon, Kenyon Drake, I'm guessing? Drake may be inactive tonight. Why don't we get a little bit of research yeah. on it? Yash, you may want to look if he is actually inactive. I believe I saw that he was potentially inactive. So let's get you an answer here. Um, so there, this is really bad, Yash, because Jefferson is actually going to be out of the three wide receiver sets this morning. I saw a report on Fox saying that their seventh-round rookie is actually going to be in those sets, and Odell is in those sets too. So if you've got to play Jefferson, you're in a lot of trouble unless he gets those passes downfield. I understand he was in, on 90% of plays, but I guess they're going to start taking him out of the starting lineup. So I really hope that Fox report is wrong. And Drake being out, that is some bad juju going on right there. So potentially look into that Fox report and maybe potentially pick up that seventh-round rookie as opposed to Van Jefferson tomorrow because that might be your shot in the flex. I, I think Drake is in. I think so he's playing. I would probably play Drake tonight then because this would be the yeah. kind of game formula where if he is playing, he may get a lot of work because the Raiders might need to pass a lot and may be playing from behind. So probably go with Drake because Jefferson – from what I'm hearing, is not going to be affected tomorrow. So, Yash, like this video, join the Heckling fandom, and subscribe. And we are, and when we are wrong to this, scream at us on our website at www.garbagetimeff.com. You can leave voicemails on the right of the screen. You click on it, say what you got a bitch about, and we'll play it live on the show because we love to eat our crow on here. So, Ryan, back to your thoughts on the Vikings-Chargers games? Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook, solid day, 94 yards, a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, they were saying um, you got he's, it, been yeah. kind of on a, he's been kind of on a skid the last two games. They said they wanted to get him more involved, and that is exactly what they did. Um, nine receptions for 143 yards. No touchdown, thank God, because I'm facing him in fantasy. And <laughs> even, even with that, Adam Thielen even still had a solid day at five receptions, 65 yards. So I think he they're still both very viable in fantasy. Yeah, Cook, as you say, Cook had himself a day with the 94 yards. He also got the receiving more, too. So Cook is viable going forward, which is kind of nice to see because he's had a little bit of a disappointing year, even though he's been viable. Jefferson looked fantastic. Thielen got going. So the Chargers just seem to be the formula that the Vikings needed to get going again. Um, and unfortunately, the Chargers lay a goose egg in this and moved down to 5-4. and four. 
Justin Herbert looked pedestrian in this game, which is kind of strange because I really think he's so immensely talented. 20 of 34, 195 yards, one TD, one interception. Thoughts? Yeah, that team's just been struggling lately. Um, and I think the thing that annoyed me the most is, so Eckler, only 11 carries for 44 yards, no touchdowns. He did get some receiving work. Yep, and by a touchdown, which did help a little bit. Yeah, got the touchdown. That kind of saved his day, but... You have Austin Eckler, but you put in Larry Roundtree. <laughs> I don't know what they were the thinking rush. there. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, yeah. Uh, and blows my mind. Yeah. And Keenan Allen, another decent day. He's moved back to the wide receiver one spot here. Eight receptions, 98 yards. Mike Williams, another disappointing it's, week. Is, is it just not coming back this year? I, I think it's done. I think it's over. I think the. Uh, the flash in the pans fizzled out, and it's not – you're not going to get from him what, what you saw early on. Ray Gamer's got another comment here before we get out of here too. I can see Carlson between 9 to 14 points tonight. I'm assuming your kicker. He's consistent. It's a divisional game. and should be able to get a field goal opportunity. Odell is new to the Rams in the playbook. I understand that, but when you're screwed to Stafford, Stafford's going to yeah. destroy you tomorrow, and he that- probably won't do much he just hasn't been the same since he left the Giants and we don't know what he'll be like on the Rams but I could see him getting 40 something yards and more for Van Jefferson uh yeah right well if we're wrong you know come back and scream at us on uh Tuesday's waiver show we won't have a show tomorrow but we'll have a live show on Tuesday for waivers so come back and tell us how the hell we were wrong um, and Edward Davis also has another comment here. Should I flex Elijah Mitchell or Brandon Ayuk tomorrow? I assume the Niners game will be playing from behind, so I'm leaning towards Ayuk. Just curious to see what you guys think. Well, Boy, we know what Joe's going to say. I'm going to tell you Brandon Ayuk because I believe they're going to be playing from behind <laughs> too. So I think they're going to get behind very early in that game, and Brandon Ayuk is your boy. So I'm planning Brandon Ayuk tomorrow because he is my only shot left, my 4% shot to win in our league this week. So – Go with your boy, Brandon Ayuk, because that Rams front seven is absolutely horrible to play for against running backs. I would go with the receiver. And just so everyone knows, Joe is very over-invested in Brandon Ayuk since the start of the oh, season. Very. Where, where he paid double for him in auction just because he had to have him. His, so average price, his average price was $13 in our league standard, and I paid 26 for him. So, yeah, I'm a little biased if you didn't know. And Ray Gamer, thanks for the sub. Hope to hear from you again. And as of, out of projections, it says 107 to 105, a close one. I hope you win. I am not optimistic, as you said, but you can come back and throw it in our face when you do win, okay? And, Brian, did you yeah. have any more comments about my bias on Brandon Ayuk? No, I I think you're right. I was giving you crap, but I think you're right. I think they play from behind. Ayuk's finally coming into what everyone was expecting at the start of the season. Um, so hopefully they keep it going. It's going to be a high scoring game. They're going to have to throw it. So I, I say Brandon Ayuk as well. And it's nice to see all the viewers dropped out as kickoff for this football game starts off right here. Yes, it is Sunday night football time. It's time to go absolutely dedicated to the shows. Right. And by that, I mean, football show. Um, yeah, guys. So if you want to listen to our show, garbage time, fantasy football, you can find us here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, also at www.garbagetimeff.com where you can leave us voicemails. 
All you do is click on the right side of your screen, record what you're going to say, and leave your name. We will play them live on the show on any day we get them. You can also leave comments on our Instagram, Garbage Time Fantasy Football. Ryan, you also have another show you do, right? Yes, we have our sister podcast, Garbage Time Presents the MMA Podcast. Um, just went past this past week. It was a little bit of a struggle, some surprising uh, wins and loses, but we have another solid card coming up. Misha Tate comes back again for her second fight after making her comeback earlier this year. Um, so, yeah, go get, just check out. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Garbage Time MMA, as well as on our website. Ooh, it looks like we have a last-minute question here. Yeah, let's get these questions out of the way. Because Oh, and MSKid11, like and subscribe, and we're more than happy to answer these questions. And when we're wrong, come back and scream at us on our live shows because, you know, we like to eat crow here. We love conflict. So trade Adams for Keenan. And AJ Dillon, my running backs are CEH and Carson after losing injuries. Yes, you need the balance on your roster. I would do this, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to. It's not ideal, but yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen's not bad, and you're getting AJ Dillon, who might be a starter for the next, for a couple of weeks. So yeah, I say do it. CEH coming back should help you, and hopefully next week. He's not playing tonight, so him coming back will help you. But that I think will add some balance because. A.J. Dillon may be in for some work the next three or four weeks and help you get to the playoffs. And Ray Gamer, you said you won't uh, come back and yell at us Tuesday. Just need some help with some other things, but hopefully you'll win. No, when we're wrong, come back and hold us to it. We are absolutely clerical on this show, so just come back and say what we did wrong because guess what? We're not perfect. We're just as bad at fantasy as everyone else. So, And I think with that, Ryan, we're just about ready to get out of here. So our I next show – we will. We'll be doing a live uh, waiver show on Tuesday. So hopefully we get to hear from all you guys again. And I believe with that, we are ready to get out of here, right? Any closing thoughts? We have one more final question. Go ahead. Do I win? I am down 4.6. I got Hill and Stafford. He's got Debo. Um, yeah, you're, you're going to win. I believe you're going to yeah. win. Debo's yeah. been a little banged up the last few weeks. And unless he has the 180-yard game, you should be fine. Yeah. Yeah, Justin, you're going to win. Like and subscribe to the show below and join the Heckling fandom and see us on the Wavering Show Tuesday. And when we're wrong, you can scream at us in the comments and we'll uh, also answer that. Um, also, when do you think Aaron Jones is, we don't know when he's coming back. Uh, sprained MCL. Don't know more until he gets the MRI tomorrow. It's at down least 42. a month, probably. Down 42 cup in Mahomes. Yeah, you're probably good. Yeah. That's a coin flip. Hopefully they got no other players on the other side. Uh, Mahomes a little bit concerning. You, you still have a chance, though. And yeah. good luck, Justin. Yeah. All right. Is there still yeah, any I more agree. comments on this side? No, no I, I think we're, we're good. good here. All right, guys. Yeah, thank you for watching. We absolutely love it. Just keep coming in and come scream at us when we do things wrong because we absolutely love the conflict. Join the heckling fandom. Good night, guys. Good shit.